Electric voltage is a potential difference, the difference in electrical potential between two places. Kingdom voltage is the potential difference between heaven and earth. God is looking for faith connections. Hello there, my friend. Welcome. This is part three of the Questing with God series. This one's called Benefit from the Power of Faith. You know, Abraham is a touchstone for us. He is uh, sort of the original pattern of faith. And here's a question we all need to ask ourselves from time to time. What's really possible in our lives? This is Brian Del Turco. You're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is episode number 63. The conviction here is that Jesus knows how this life works best in the now. The future is his, and it's starting to show up in the present. You're listening to an episode in a brand new series, Questing with God. Episode number one in the series was Pursue Adventure, Be Like Abraham. That's episode 57. Number two in the series, is Be a World Changer by Faith, episode 59. In this series, we're discovering that we can actually reach back to the experience and the achievement of Abraham for precedent, premises, and patterns for our own lives. All of this, of course, is fulfilled exponentially in Jesus Christ as a Christ follower, as an apprentice of the kingdom. Topics in this series will include faith as a substance of what will be, how the God reality trumps the lower reality, and over-the-horizon thinking and belief and much more are on the way. Today, it's benefiting from the power of faith. We can fulfill our destiny under God with the power of authentic faith. This may sound simplistic, but what is faith? You know, there's a lot of talk out there about faith and belief, not only in the church world, but outside of a religious sphere. Is faith a force or a personal power that we can use to get whatever we want? And, you know, what is the focus of our faith? What are the goals of our faith? Is it a personal dream? Is it the promises of God for a Christ follower? Or is it even more than the promises of God? We actually live by the power of faith. As we look to Abraham, we see that he came to know the true God. He obeyed the call of God. He went forth to possess an inheritance. It says in Hebrews 11 verses 8 to 10 that he lived by faith as an alien in circumstances, in surroundings, which were We could say not yet aligned to the promises of God that he was receiving from above. Abraham is, he's definitely a faith precedent for us. He lived by faith in God. Now there's a foundational verse in the Old Testament for new covenant reality. Are you ready for this? It's Habakkuk or Habakkuk. I'm not sure of the pronunciation. One of the minor prophets, they call them minor because they were just smaller books. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4 says, The just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by faith. And I believe that, I'm pretty sure this Old Testament verse is the most quoted Old Testament verse by New Testament writers. You can see it quoted by Paul in Romans 1, 16 to 17. It's in Galatians 3, 11. 
The author of Hebrews uses it in chapter 10, verse 38. Basically, the just shall live by faith are those who are rightly related to God by authentic faith. Where does real faith come from? What is the source of authentic faith? You know, someone may say, I have no faith for this, or my faith feels so small about this. Ever feel that way? I sure have. And there's no worries. Why? Why? Because faith comes. Faith comes to us and more faith comes to us. It increases. Even when we feel like we have no faith, it can come out of nothing. How does it come to us? How does biblical faith come? It comes via the living voice of God to us as we grow to know God. Paul wrote in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes from hearing. Hmm. Faith comes from hearing and hearing happens via the word or the message of Christ to us. You see, Abraham received promises from God from time to time. God would reaffirm these promises and this created, it sustained, and it developed faith in Abraham, which eventually led to the birth of the child of promise, Isaac, as Abraham and Sarah progressed in this odyssey of faith. So, what can we say? We can say that faith is initiated and sustained in the same way with us. Paul writes about this in Romans chapter 4. He likens the faith of Abraham to believe for the promise of Isaac to our faith in Christ. And as we hear the living voice of God to us via the word of God, faith begins to surface. Faith begins to swell even. Faith gets bigger and bigger. We become fully assured that what God has promised he will perform, as it's said of Abraham in Romans 4. And there's a tipping point, and whatever that promise is, or whatever that mountain is that needs to be removed, or however large and tempestuous that storm is that needs to be quieted, our faith can overcome. I love this quote by Helen Keller. You know, blind, I believe she was, wasn't she deaf and dumb as well? She said that faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. Isn't that good? Even when we experience the words of God to us personally or through spiritual gifts that are in operation, maybe it's a word of knowledge or a, um, a word of discernment or a word of prophecy, faith comes via the voice of God to us as well through a present experience of spiritual gifts as well as through the living voice coming to us through the Bible, through the inspired scriptures. Maybe the Lord speaks to you in a dream. Maybe it comes through a soft impression or a sense of instinct in the Holy Spirit. That too is the voice of God mingling with our thoughts often, mingling with our, our instinct, mingling with our own understanding. Thankfully, it can evoke and sustain faith in us. It's all part, part of the process. Our faith begins to be energized. It's energized by the present voice of God in our lives. This is a good time to remember that when God communicates to us individually, it is always, always, always within the truth and the framework of the inspired scriptures. Clarity is a high value with God. The Holy Spirit will never counter the written word. The inspired scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. 
In the wilderness temptation, Jesus told the devil, man does not live by bread alone. He quotes from Deuteronomy. Man does not live by bread alone, meaning all that is natural, but by every word that proceeds the present continuous action from the mouth of God. That's how we live. When Habakkuk says that we live by faith, it's also saying that we live by the word of God that proceeds from its mouth because that's where faith comes from. That's how faith is upheld and sustained. So what is the source of authentic faith? The origin, my friend, is God. More pointedly, if I could say it this way, it's the present voice of God to us in the context of a conversational relationship, a growing intimacy with the Creator. So we live by the power of faith. The source of faith is God's voice to us in the context of a sound, healthy relationship. But let's talk about what is faith exactly. I know this sounds simplistic. I'm not trying to sound like we're in kindergarten. But really, what is faith? Faith is not, let me tell you what it is not. It is not a kind of personal force to create your own future apart from diligently seeking God. Okay, (laughs) that's a great sentence if I could just say that. Faith is not a kind of personal force to create our own future apart from diligently seeking God. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a, a rewarder of those who seek him. You know, just in my own personal time with the Lord this morning in prayer and in the word, I had this picture. I say a picture in my mind. I, I think the Lord gave me an understanding that when we go into the prayer closet, just see reward right on the door. On the other side of that door, as you seek God, is reward. Jesus even said that in the Gospel of Matthew. When you're praying, do it in secret. Go and shut your door and go into your inner room, and the Lord will reward you for what you do in private. He said that about fasting as well in the book of Matthew and almsgiving too. So, little sidebar there, but faith is coming to God. Faith is not our own thing that we conjure up. It's not a personal force. You know, may the force be with you. And we have to be careful. And even some of the teaching today in certain parts of the body of Christ, faith is almost, almost conceived of as a force, even a force that God uses. Now, wait a minute. Unless the Holy Spirit gives me more understanding about it or somebody corrects me or teaches me about this, I don't believe that God has to use faith. In whom or in what does God have to have faith in? He is just himself. He just says it and it happens, right? He's all powerful. Faith is not a force either on God's part or certainly not on our part as well. Faith is coming to God. True faith is in the person of the one true God. Faith seeks God, my friend. Faith is relational. So faith is coming to God. Another point is that as we keep coming to God, guess what? He continues to reveal more of himself And with that, more of his destiny for us as it fits into his larger story. He expresses his thoughts to us, and this incites faith in our hearts. So as we keep coming to him, it's a progressive thing. He continues to reveal more of himself, more of his destiny to us, more of his thoughts and and, um, sentiment, more of his story is communicated to us. Remember, true faith fits into this sort of framework. Our personal narrative fits within the grand narrative of God. 
He is a rewarder of those who seek him. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verses 22, like 22 through 25, a core passage about faith. He said, have faith in God, and then he begins to define it. There is no true faith apart from pursuing God. It's not something we can work up to pursue our own ends. But let me say that as we pursue the story of God for our lives, we're going to find our true desires. It's like true love, okay? We're going to find our true desires. There's going to be a resonance with a true story, the true story of our lives. Authentic faith is even beyond believing a promise of God. It's faith in the one who makes the promise. I just encourage you to go to Mark 11, 22 to 25 for Jesus' concise, dynamic teaching on faith, faith that moves mountains, faith that gets results. The bedrock of our faith is God. Jesus said, have faith in God. It's God's integrity. It's his nature, his attributes. And because we have faith in the one who promises, we can exercise faith in the promise. We can stare down mountains. We can rise from a place of rest in the boat and release the internal peace in our heart and calm down a raging tempest, a storm. We have faith in his word to us because we have confidence in the living word. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus quieted that storm, he didn't just say, worship me or aren't I grand? Or he turned around and looked at them and said, where is your faith? He expected them to do it. Jesus models the miraculous for us during his earthly life in the Gospels as a standard, as a bar, as a template. In fact, he said, you will do greater works than these. And it's advantageous that I go to the Father. The Holy Spirit will come. There's a great verse in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 that we are to look away from all that will distract us to Jesus. He is the leader and source of our faith. This is the Amplified. The leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. We said it at the very top of this episode that electrical voltage is a potential difference, the difference in electrical potential between two places. Kingdom voltage is just like that. It's the potential power difference between heaven and earth. There's much power in God. The gospel is the power of God, Paul said in Romans 1. And it's that difference between heaven and earth. We are that downlink or that sort of that ground, if you will, on the earth, establishing a faith connection. So faith is a heaven and earth partnership. There is power in faith. Because there is power in God and the higher design he is revealing to you, to me, to us together as the church of Jesus Christ, to the company of of believers that you're a part of, kingdom clusters of relationships, the church that you're meant to be engrafted into. There is power in God and the higher design he is revealing. Really, from the Garden of Eden onward, the Creator is always looking for partnership on the earth. And as we, as we know Christ more and more, hearing his voice to us, this power of authentic faith will flow in us. It'll flow through us into our personal world. Our cup will overflow and it will flow into the sphere of our influence, our reach, our assignment. The creator always looks for partnership in the earth to manifest his design. Well, here's two questions for us. 
Are there any ways in which you're challenged to rethink what authentic faith is? And in what ways do you want to benefit from the power of faith? And there is benefit because God is a rewarder of those who seek him. He's a debtor to no man. He told his disciples that all that they had left behind, everything that they had forsaken to pursue him and the kingdom, they would receive a hundred times as much in this life, along with persecution, which keeps us dependent upon God. Faith is a heaven and earth partnership. So this is part three in this brand new series, Questing with God. You can go back and hear part one in the series, Pursue Adventure, Be Like Abraham. That's episode 57. And then go to episode number 59 to hear part two in the series, Be a World Changer by Faith. Again, in this series, we are just discovering that we can look back, reach back to the experience and achievement of Abraham from the Old Testament. It's all fulfilled in Christ now, but we can get precedent and patterns and promises from the Old Testament. Thank you, friend, for rating, reviewing, and following this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, other major podcast listening options. It helps others to discover the content to see if it's a good fit for them. I encourage you to immediately apply whatever you learn. Anytime you learn something from the Lord, your own devotions, your own reading, the Lord speaks something to you, your own church, in a friendship, you're dialoguing about some kingdom dynamic. Begin to immediately apply what you learn. And begin to teach. Teach everything you know. You lock it in by teaching others. You lock it in by communicating it and sharing it. And it's just a great idea in life to share and teach everything you know. Give it away. Give it away. There is a lot more where that came from, okay? Remember, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge, the doing, brings the power. It flows out of a kingdom heart relational knowledge with King King Jesus. From that spring flows a practical kingdom working knowledge that will elevate your life and everything you put your hand to, everything that you touch. We encourage you to leave a review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway for this episode or just a general review. Thank you for sharing this on the socials. Visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this episode. You'll often find there additional resources to dive deeper. Plus, I encourage you, would you please sign up to receive a free weekly email, next level ideas and practices about advancing as a Christ follower. We're all growing. We're all on the grow. We're all seeking to run this race to win it. We believe we're living in important times. We want to run hard. We want to run fast. We want to win the race for the glory and the story of the Lord. As always with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. Find your story in the royal narrative. Make it a smart week and let's do this again soon.